Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. Our topic today is Kevin Costner's film career. But I thought it might be fun to start out with a surprise treat for his fans by playing one of the songs from Kevin Costner and Modern West, the actor's band. So, for your listening pleasure, folks, here's Superman 14, which runs for about five minutes, and I hope you enjoy it. Superman flying over muddy rivers, counting everything from one to fourteen. Over roads where them sunflowers grow, I can see from here to eternity, and I see you around. I'm gone. I see you around. I see you around sometime in the sky.
muddy rivers Counting everything from one to fourteen Over roads where the sunflowers grow I can see from here to eternity I see you around
became invested in their relationship within seconds of their first meeting, which was especially well done, and I was uh, that just held my interest throughout the film. Then the last part of the movie includes lots of action and suspense. I'm not surprised at all that the AARP awarded this film their very first Movie for Grown-Ups seal, which is designed to recognize films with special appeal to viewers 50 and over, like me. Well, I also have to admit, there's a special place in my heart for Kevin Costner. Our first Movie Attic Headquarters show included only my review of Mr. Brooks. It's very short, and you can listen to that episode if you want to check it out in the archives. I really admire Costner's film work. Just listen to this list of awards. He won two Oscars for Dances with Wolves, one for Best Actor, and the other for Best Director. He also received a Golden Globe as Best Director for that film and another Golden Globe for Best Actor in TV's Hatfield and McCoys. Plus, he won a Best Actor Emmy for Hatfield and McCoys, which I think was a terrific TV miniseries. So now it gives me great pleasure to replay our original Kevin Costner tribute show, which runs for about 40 minutes, and then I'll be back to uh, fill you in a little bit more about Costner's new movies and to wrap things up. So here is the Kevin Costner tribute show that we ran a couple of years ago. We have a very exciting show for you today, folks, for we'll be paying tribute to actor, director, singer, businessman Kevin Costner, and we have a distinguished panel joining us to help celebrate Costner's accomplishments. Film critic John P. McCarthy is here. Fausta Wirtz from Fausta's blog is also here. Story lady Sharon Schaefer is here. And we have a big surprise because our uh, long-lost co-host Jazz Shaw is also here. So before we bring on our guests, Let's check with my colleague, Nikki Starr, to see if all systems are go. Nikki, is everything ready for Kevin Costner fans in our chat room? Oh, yes, it is. We are raring to go. <laughs> well, so am I. And I want to thank the people who signed up for our chat, as well as our other listeners, of course. We really appreciate you. And I want to thank John and Fausta and Sharon and Jazz for agreeing to be on the show. Uh, Nikki, remember John and Fausta have been here before? They were such a big hit when we did our Michael Caine tribute show. Oh, so it's good. absolutely. Yeah, they were just great. It's good to have them back again. Fausta, are you a Kevin Costner fan? Yes, I am. From back in the days of Silverado. I don't know if you guys remember him. Oh, that's oh, when I first. Yeah, that's when I first saw him, and I, I could just, I, I just kind of. Thought that you would be a Costner fan, and John, welcome back to Movie Attic headquarters. Thank you, Betty Jo. It's great to be back. You've been gone for a long time, and we've we've missed you. So I hope this this is the start of you uh, coming back uh, and and being on the on the show show more frequently. Uh, can you g give us a, a little go ahead on that? In, oh, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to return anytime, anytime. <laughs> Good. Nikki, make a note of that, and <laughs> we'll call on John. It's such a treat to have you and Faust on board again. And speaking of a treat, I'm delighted to welcome story lady Sharon Schaefer, who once was an extra on 
the movie Tin Cup, which is one of Kevin Costner's most popular films and certainly one of my uh, favorites. In fact, Sharon is the one who motivated me to schedule a Kevin Costner tribute. So, so Sharon, I'm so glad you're here. Now, how did you get to be Story Lady? Hi, Betty. Thank you for having me. Uh, I am a writer and an editor, and uh, Story Lady is my screen name. It is, and and do you have a site that you'd like to mention to our to our listeners? I know we have a lot of uh, writers and wannabe writers who listen to the show. Uh, yes, I I have a my editorial website, and uh, um, I can't think of it offhand. Um, I can you know I can send it to you, and then you can list it or however you'd like to do that. But yes, right. I get it. Um, I edit, you know, a lot of short stories, and I've been published on the Internet a few times, and I love writing and I love editing. Well, I know you do such a great job, such a great job of that, and that's kind of how we met on a uh, conference where right, we, we both right. were working um, working with writers. And I, I, I just can hardly believe that we finally got our schedules together to do this film. Uh, this, I know. Uh, well, you're always so to, busy. <laughs> for, yeah, yeah, a tribute to Kevin. Well, so so are you, and uh, and now uh, the surprise of the show, of course, was the fact that we have Jazz Shaw back from the political wars, at least for for today's show. Jazz, uh, thanks for for finding time to to come in and see how things are going. Um, are you a Kevin Costner fan? I would have to say I am a fan, not of everything, but Kevin Costner, as you know, uh, starred in. One of my top five movies of all time. I'm sure most people don't agree, but I can pretty much recite the entire script of Tin Cup. I, I think oh. it's one of the greatest films ever. I have watched oh, it probably yeah. 40 or 50 it's times. <laughs> I knew. That's all right, but I, I know we're going to hear a lot about Tin Cup from Jazz and from, from Sharon and uh, maybe from me because I liked it so much too. And uh, But before we... Um, we get into the questions. Let's let's start with a little background about our subject. He's made, uh, I think it's about 47 films, and oh my gosh, the many different types of roles that he's played. It's it just brought so much enjoyment to uh, to fans like me. And uh, he's also an avid golfer, so my husband thinks he must be pretty great. And he's the lead singer, and I didn't know this until I started doing some research for the show, of uh, a rock country band called Kevin Costner and Modern West. And I happened to check it out on YouTube, and, and he's he's really not a bad uh, singer. So uh, Kevin Costner fans should probably go to YouTube and, and uh, see him perform with his uh, Kevin Costner in Modern West. And then recently, and this has brought him a lot of attention nationally, his, uh, I'm not sure that it's his, it's invention. It's his invention. It might be somebody else's invention, but he helped with it. Uh, it's a machine to help clean up oil spills, and that's that's just uh, I, that just amazed me that he was involved in this in this latest uh, uh, disaster that we that we faced and that BP was trying to clean up. But of course, this is Movie Attic headquarters, so we'll concentrate on his film career. And my first question to our panel is. Why has Kevin Costner been such a successful actor? Fausta, I think you're the best one to start out with that because you're such an avid Costner fan. Well, he 
he does what what he does very well. He basically plays a regular guy, and I think his more successful movies is are the ones where he he is a regular guy, um, either fighting the really bad guys like in The Untouchables, or a regular guy in the field of dreams or the regular guy out west. So um, it, it, that's what I think is it, it, the appeal of it, that I find. You know, he really comes across as a regular guy. And I like him when he does that kind of part, even when a lot of people don't like the movie. You know, like I really like Message in a Bottle. Oh, yes, yes. Another regular guy. Right. Yeah. I, I like him when he's a regular guy, and even when he's not a regular regular guy. But we'll talk more about that later. But John, do you agree with Fausta that that's his his main reason for being so successful? I am in such agreement that I had regular guy written down as an answer to this question myself. So, you know, I think besides the, his his good looks and his athleticism, I mean, I think you know his physicality is an important part of his appeal. He, it seems to me he's sort of like a surfer meets a farm boy in a way, um, and he has a very he has a very casual, natural air about him that I think um, I think people can identify with. And I think you you watch him on screen and you say, well, he's not the smartest guy in the world, and he's not the dumbest guy in the world. He's you know I can relate to him. You know he is a he is a regular guy. Yeah. So, but- Definitely. One other thing I think about a lot of his roles is that he's when he plays the good guy, which is the majority of the time, he he projects an air of being upright and upstanding, but never a goody two shoes, never sort of a Pollyanna figure. I mean, maybe the closest to that might be Field of Dreams, but um, you know, there's 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 something hidden there, I would say. Always oh. something, yeah. Always something there that that he doesn't show. He's kind of saving saving in reserves. I I agree with re, agree, agree with you with about that. that. Yeah. And Sharon, how how about you? Is there anything you'd like to add about why Kevin has been so successful? <laughs> Look, I'm calling him well, Kevin he, now. Uh, <laughs> both of your other guests kind of, you know, said what I was thinking. Another thing I might want to add. He's he's kind of like the the guy next door. You know. Yeah. Someone that you you could go up to easily and then just say hi, you know how you doing? And he's very. That was my impression on the movie set when I was an extra. He was very friendly with everybody, you know, and and he made himself accessible and he was he's a very approachable type person. And but well, I agree that yeah I, I I agree there's there's something there that he's holding back a little bit. Uh, because he is the guy next door, I, I at one because he seems like the guy next door. I thought, and he's not what you call typical Hollywood. He's not, uh, I you know, and I often wondered uh, why you know why he became an actor. And I thought you know he just he just seems so honest. You know he he just seems honest and uh, real. Real is the right word. So that I think is a is a great word, and and that was what I was going to say. He makes us believe he's the character he's playing, and right, he doesn't right. ham ham up his performances, even in roles that could have no. been played way way over no, the he, top. But, 
Right. He's, he's basically kind of being himself in most of his movies. and But he's also versatile, like uh, this, the movie Mr. Brooks, where he mm. plays this yeah. assassin type. Oh, and yeah. Also, and he also played that really well. And I was, you know, he gave me chills a little bit, but that's what he was trying to project on the screen. So he did it, you know, he did a really good job on that one. He really, really did, and and, and, uh, and he, yeah, he he fits in really well with these sports movies because, like, uh, was it jazz? <laughs> Sorry, he said that he's you know he's very athletic and, um, um, you know, so he fits well into these sports movies because he's kind of in his element, and yeah, and uh, he loves the sports. He loves the sports movies. And, he loves the westerns. The westerns, the westerns, yeah. And uh, I love horses. I just, you know, I love horses. But I'm in Texas, and you'd think there'd be a place to ride, but there, there isn't too many. And, no, but he uh, no, really, he really does uh, fit a horse well. Let's put it that way. Jazz, <laughs> do you have anything else to <laughs> to add about why you think Kevin Costner has been successful? He's just an aw shucks kind of person. I can't speak to how much of that's genuine, but a lot right. of his characters in his more memorable films, he just never strikes me as the pretentious, you know, standoff, you know, uh, too good for you kind of person. Maybe it's just the roles he picks. I don't know. But if it's acting, he's good at it. He pulls it off. He just, he's kind of like that guy you would not mind going down the street and having a beer with, and you'd probably enjoy it. That's a good right. way to put right. it. I think, no, I think he's that's just, right. he, Yeah, he's, he gives off this really good guy type persona. And uh, um, I think that's basically who he really is. And, well, uh, you know. Just, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's okay. No, I, no go ahead. I, I well, know. I, I, was, I think that's. I'm sorry, Betty. I'll keep quiet. <laughs> No. <laughs> wait, 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 don't get us started about Kevin Costner, right, Sharon? <laughs> but go ahead and no, say, just, say I, what you had to say. I remember, I, no, I, I remember on the movie set, and I was, you know, kind of observed him, and and uh, my first thought was, you know, he just seemed so real, you know, and uh, um, you you wondered who, you one of the questions you I have on my list that you were going to ask is. Who was? Who do you think was his his best co-star? And I was going to say man or woman. Then I saw on in Tin Cup, he and Cheech Cheech Marin, you know, related so well. And it was just, I mean, it was so good. And and Cheech was was another one on the set that was always smiling and friendly and. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, why don't we get? Why don't we go into that now? We'll take a, a little go a little bit uh, off uh, schedule here, but um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you how you got to be a um, an extra in Tin Cup? I'm so jealous that you did. And um, <laughs> and what were what was what was your most interesting experience? And what was well, Kevin Costner was, really like? Uh, I really didn't know they were, they were filming until. Um, my son was out, uh, I can't remember what he was doing, but he ran into a couple of gals that were signing up extras, and he and he, he was going to do it. And I said, oh, hey, I'd like to do that too, I think. So, sure. Um, 
so uh, I think I, I oh I think I found a number in the paper or something, so I called in to go in and be uh, um, you know photographed or you know, and um, uh, it was at a local high school, and so I went in there, and then the next door next day they called me and said, congratulations, you know. Uh, the only downside to being an extra is that you have to be there at like five in the morning. Oh. And yeah, and this was in the winter. This was like in November. And, and where was this? Winter. Where was this, Sharon? In Texas, Kingwood, Texas, outside of Houston. Ah, okay. And uh, and you had to wear clothes that you would wear in the summertime because it was a, a summertime movie. It was. Uh, yeah you know, a golf tournament, and uh, so it was cold, and there was a lot of downtime, like, we had to be there at five, but we didn't actually go on set till about eight or nine, mm. so there's a lot of downtime, and uh, so, but you sit and chat with other extras, and you get to meet people, so that was, so that was fun. I'm going to have to go back and watch it for the 50th time to look for the scene you're in. <laughs> yes. What, what scene was uh, What scene was that, Sharon? What's that? Which, what do you mean? The scene that you were in as an extra. Oh, uh, actually, um, you really can't see. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes by so fast. You couldn't see me very well. But if if anyone has the, the video, now that's VHS, I don't know if they have them anymore, but I'm on the back of it, right on the side, that's <laughs> my claim okay. to fame. <laughs> and I was wearing a white uh, golf hat and a green shirt. I'm right at the edge of the frame. Oh, there she is. You know, yeah, okay. and this, but I was... I, 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 have the, uh, I have the tape and the DVD of it, so... <laughs> so so oh, you can good. find her. So on the golf course, right? On the golf course? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, and did you get to meet? Have, did you get to meet Kevin Costner? Yeah, I did. Uh, we just we talked briefly, and um, you oh, know, she says that so nonchalantly. <laughs> did meet him, and you <laughs> talked briefly. Oh my yeah, gosh, no, what was he no, like? It was, it was nice. He's just nice. Like you were talking to not an actor, not not a a, a superstar, but just. You know, someone like I said, a, a neighbor or a friend. I mean, he was very, very easy to talk to. So maybe he is playing himself. And I, and speaking of that, we I had asked everybody to think of their favorite uh, Costner performances or or films. And um, I, I'm wondering, John, could you start with that? Do you? I, I said five, but of course, if if you can't think of five, that's that's fine. And I'll try to keep score here, but you know how I am with that. I'll do the best I can. So, so John, what are your five either favorite films or performances of Kevin Costner? Well, I I, I really love A Perfect World, um, uh, the Clint Eastwood 1993 movie where he he goes against type and he plays a, a hardened criminal, a murderer who who kidnaps a boy in Texas and then is chased down by uh, Eastwood's um, ranger. Um, no Way Out uh, oh, is yeah, really... About uh, oh, yeah. That, I yeah. think, you know, was was one of his best. I, I'm a big fan of JFK, uh, where he played New Orleans uh, DA Jim Garrison. To me, that's one of Oliver Stone's, if not 
his best, one of his best movies. And um, Bull Durham, of course, um, and Tin Cup. And then there's a, a 2005 movie that I'm not sure how many people saw called The Upside of Anger. And it, by by Mike Binder was the director, and he plays opposite Joan Allen, and uh, Costner plays an ex-jock, an ex-baseball player who has a radio show, and she's been jilted. He's a neighbor of this woman's, and she's been jilted by her husband, and he he has a, an affair with her, and it's it's a really great performance. And it's better than the movie as a whole, I think. Although the movie has some intriguing things, but because he's he's playing off the jock persona, you know, that he's developed and that I think, as everyone has pointed out, is pretty true to life. So, oh, I'm so um, And, you know, Mr. Brooks, which was mentioned before, uh, you know, again, I love it when an actor goes against type, and I thought he did a really good job. I mean, it's a grisly movie, uh, but he did a really good job, and I believed he was a, a serial killer, so... Oh, there you I go. Too. I did too, and I I can't thank you enough no, for mentioning yeah, the upside of anger. I that is that's going to be on my list. But let's go to Fausta now and see um, which movies and performances she are her favorites. Fausta. Oh well, of course the Untouchables. I love No Way Out. I like Silverado. I like the bicycle film that he made. Uh, what was it? American Flyers. Yeah, American Flyer. Uh, that um, oh, what was the other actor was in it that I like? Anyway, and um, I liked Wyatt Earp a lot, and um, I I know that people have a lot of things to say about his accent in Robin Hood, but I thought Robin Hood that version of Robin Hood was a hoot. It was just fun. So. <laughs> Certainly better than the more re- the recent one. Oh, <laughs> the more recent one. Oh my God, the uh, the one with um, Russell Crowe. Um, oh my God, that was Russell awful. Crow. But anyway, no. so it, it, those are my it, those are my favorites, and um, I also liked um, it, you know like Message in a Bottle, and uh, and I liked um, Bull Durham and and those, but. Um, there, there are only two movies that I have seen him in that I really disliked. So mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy camper when it comes to Cosner. Well, it sounds like you are, and you have No Way Out, uh, and so did John, and you have um, Bull Durham, and so, so did, so did John. So I wonder, Sharon, do you have uh, a list of favorite performances and uh, movies? That you'd like uh, to mention. Yeah, I do, and and some of the ones the other guests had mentioned, I had just forgotten about. But I do remember Silverado, and it was kind of a mm. kind of played like a uh, just a goof off <laughs> in that movie, and and it was good. It was it was entertaining. Of course, I like Teen Cup, and yeah. uh, uh, and uh, no one. I wonder if anybody remembers Revenge. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, oh yes, that was I good. I really liked yeah. that movie. I really did. And I, for, I had forgotten. Of, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did too until until recently. But up until a few years ago, that was one of my favorites. And uh, good acting in that. He was kind of the savior. 
to the girl that yeah. was married. To yeah, yeah. Guy, and, that was, and that was Anthony Quinn. And, and, oh, you know, he was great. Good too. acting. Yeah, good All actor. Right. And then I like, um, I did like Mr. Brooks, and, and it's because it was so different, I think. And and he was very, very convincing, <laughs> scary, you know, in that role. Yeah. And he did a really good job. And and I think I liked it because it was so different from right, from all right. the other movies that he were in that he was in. And I did like The Untouchables. You know, I I, I liked that really well. You know, and yeah. uh, and he played that one. And most all his movies, he has really good co-stars to Absolutely. play against. You know? Yeah, and, he's and good. like like <clears throat> like Sean Connery and Untouchables. You know, and he seems to, they seem to play against each other really well. I mean, in all the movies. And I did like JFK. And the one thing that impressed me about that movie is the way he could stand in that courtroom and give that oration without even hesitating. I mean, I don't know how long that was, but it was, it, it you know, you were riveted to the screen because you were listening to everything he said and, trying to process it, but, you know, and I think that's what impressed me about that movie is because he didn't hesitate for a second. He just was like he was reading it, but Absolutely. maybe he was. <laughs> I don't know. He could have been. <laughs> well, what wonderful selections everybody has made. There are some similarities, and, and my my list, I, I've discovered looking, looking, up, looking at my top five that I seem to like Kevin Costner, better when he's kind of off kilter. I mean when he's not just, you know, the ordinary guy. <laughs> so you'll you'll see with this upside of anger, that's absolutely my favorite Kevin Costner performance. I do not know why he was he he hasn't received the acclaim that he should have received for that performance, uh, John. That's why I'm so glad that you brought up mm. upside of anger. I just uh he should have been nominated for an Oscar maybe best supporting because Joan Al it was really Joan Allen's movie but right. but he's he was never better and he had to gain about twenty pounds to play that lazy slacker <laughs> beard beard drinker and he I he's I guess he said he he ate a lot of bananas and a lot of uh, uh drank a lot of milkshakes and everything so he would gain the gain the twenty pounds so he looked the part. I like him in sort of an off kilter role in swing vote. Now that that movie, uh, I don't think, is was acclaimed by very many people, especially the critics. But again, here he was, another an, another character, kind of like what he played in The Upside of Anger. And uh, I'm I'm with the Mr. Brooks fans because I really did believe that he was, as uh, I think it was Sharon said, that he was a, a guy addicted to murder. He might have been trying to to stop, but he. He just he really loved the thrill of the kill, and there's one scene where he kind of turns his head and he looks toward the camera. You just see the the pleasure, you know, that he's he's taken in in a kill, <laughs> and, and Kev, yeah, Kevin Costner doing that, and then the Guardian. He was well, too convincing. Yeah, he, was he was almost, almost too. Con- you're, you're right yeah, about that. He was. I know, and the Guardian. I thought there there he's a there he's a, a normal guy, but he he had his problems and. Uh, he certainly uh, got to me as as this rescue swimmer who had lost his crew, and he was trying to get back in shape and get back into the swim of things, if you'll pardon the 
the pun. He he just had he he looked weary and dedicated and all of those things and, and his performance just uh, just got to me. So and of course Tin Cup. Um, that's one of my favorite movies. It's one of my husband's favorite movies because he is such an avid uh, avid golfer too. So we do have some some sim- some similarities here. We've got uh, the ones that are mentioned the most: No Way No Way Out, Bull Durham, Tin Cup, um, The you Upside didn't get of Nikki's Anger. Votes in. Oh my God, well, well, Nikki, have. Nikki. Oh my goodness, I think she's I think she's busy multitasking, but maybe she's ready to talk to us about. And also the chat. Okay, oh, Nikki, she, thanks, Jazz. She's, she's got some well. controversial picks, trust me. <laughs> oh, I okay. My very favorite movie and one that's in my top ten is Dances with Wolves. And then oh, yes. my worst, yes, and then my worst is Tin Cup. However, uh, it's not that, yeah, it's not that I hate him in any movie. I like him. It's some of the movies that he's in that I just don't get. So Waterworld and Tin Cup, I just are not. I wouldn't have mattered who starred in him. Do you see what I mean? So they're not necessarily against him as an actor because I like him. Yes, but but some of the movies that he's that he's picked. Well, why don't we talk about maybe there's some of the movies that. Um, well, let's. I hate to say the worst performances, but uh, maybe he did not give his best performance in. So so you're you're saying Waterworld, Waterworld would be would be the one. Mine. Yeah, and, right. and and Jazz, what about you? What the any any movie that you think he he was not up to snuff in? Well, uh, I guess Nikki and I are on one side on the same page, and on the other side the opposite page. I I fell asleep during Dances with Wolves. I, oh, I me couldn't too. make it through the whole thing. Uh, and I, I saw thoughts in the chat saying it was just too long and didn't move fast enough. And yeah, I mean, we're here to do a tribute. I don't want to say anything worse. Let me just say exactly. that Waterworld was perhaps somewhat disappointing. Yeah, I kind of felt the same the same way about that. But did you know, uh, speaking of Dances with Wolves, that, that after uh, Kevin Costner made that movie, the Sioux Nation gave him a tract of land, and guess what? He built a golf course on it. <laughs> I think. Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> I think. I think. At least that's oh, what yeah, the yeah. IM, That's what the I am. Yeah, um, that's internet funny. internet movie database said. But well, I have one. Love that movie. Yeah. Well, I have one one movie that I uh, I really worried about Kevin Costner in, and um, I liked the movie. It was Three Thousand Miles to Graceland, but um, it was it was a wrong role there. Kurt Russell and uh, and Kevin Costner played these Elvis impersonators. And oh yeah, them, I forgot and, that. <laughs> and one of them was was a sociopath, and he would you know get in. He would really go after anybody that got in his way. And the other one had a lot of humanity, even though they were they were thieves. And Kevin Costner was supposed to play the good guy in that, but he wanted to try the bad, to be in the bad guy. So Kevin, so Kurt Russell pl- ended up with the role that was originally supposed to go to Kevin, and, you know, and vice versa. And it was a mistake. It's the only performance I've seen by Kevin Costner where he he appeared more like a cartoon villain than a real person in some of the in some of the scenes. Now he was it wasn't a total disaster, but it was not the the usual uh, believable uh, all the way through Kevin Costner that we mm. that we're used to. So, what about you, Fausta? Is there a performance that you think um, was not one of his best? 
Um, sort of the um, the the uh, the problem that I have is that the one I'm going to mention is the one where I despised the movie, and that was Rumor Has It. So I don't know if I am hating the movie and saying that you know he didn't give a, a good performance on top of my hating a movie, or whether I just plain hated the movie. Oh, this is the like the graduate. This was like he oh, was the grown up, the grown up kid in the graduate, or something like that. Oh. And all the women claimed they had in the family claimed they had affairs with this right. character with Jennifer Aniston. Yes, Jennifer yeah. Aniston. Yeah, I, I watched that film because Jennifer Aniston was in it. I, his his <laughs> uh, performance was so memorable that until uh, Foster just said it, I had forgotten he was in the film. There you go. <laughs> the thing about that movie, it, it was my selection as his worst performance, too. And again, it's it's hard to tell whether you're thinking more about the movie than than his actual acting. But, you know, he there's a... There's, a segment where he may have slept with his daughter, who is played by Jennifer Aniston, or may or may not be his daughter. And it was it's just such an icky movie. It really kind of gives you the willies. And it's supposed to be this, it's the true story of the family that uh, the, the graduate was based on. Right. But uh, it's a disaster. Well, I, I, I have to admit I did enjoy that uh, I did enjoy that movie, but then that's <laughs> that's the way that's the way it goes with with movies. We have when mm. we don't all have the same opinions. But uh, how about you, Sharon? Have you seen a Kevin Costner uh, performance that you you don't think was was his best? Um, uh, no one has mentioned this movie, and and uh, uh, the Postman. Does anybody remember that mm. one? Oh, I remember yeah, yeah. it. I liked it. Oh, it was you know. I was the only was, one who liked it. Okay. <laughs> no, I liked. Was, I, I liked the post. Okay. I thought it was interesting. It, it it was too long though, and that's yes. and that's what a lot of I think it was like three hours, and uh, and and it was kind of slow going for a while. You know how if a movie mm-hmm. lags, you kind of kind of you know get kind of. You know, move around in your seat, you know, and waiting for something good to happen. And uh, Waterworld, that wasn't, I don't, I just don't know. That was kind of too far out for him, I think, to play. And, I'd like to uh, see that again so I could I could remember, you know, whether, why why I'm, I'm not registering with, with Waterworld. So it might have been the way. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Like its title, it was mostly on the water. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, all, the, all those people must have been foggy all the time. You know, because they were always getting well, wet. <laughs> I think that his experience making Waterworld had something to do with this. Um, Fausta, tell me about about the oil and water separation machine. You you probably know. Yes. Now I that. thought Kevin Costner was just another pretty face. It turns out that he not only talks the talk about, you know, doing something for the environment, it turns out that his brother is a scientist, and uh, Costner has actually bankrolled out of his own pocket, which is extremely unusual for this kind of technology. Usually it's either financed by oil companies or by government grants going through, like, universities and so on. Um, Costner 
bankrolled his brother's technology, his brother's patent into an actual um, piece of machinery. And the centrifuge was used, in plural, centrifuges, in plural, were used at the Gulf in uh, separating oil from the the seawater. The, there was a problem with the EPA, however. The EPA insisted that the water be pure enough to drink, which is basically ridiculous because, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like saying, well, you know, you should put out a fire with, uh, with Perrier, so to speak. But... Um, when you have an emergency that is so dire, but you know, uh, but Costner, it, it, it has done it and he paid for it. The machines are now getting in in the um, they are being produced and they were put to work and they were effective too. So I, I was very impressed. I also was very impressed to watch his testimony in front of the Senate. He looked well-informed. He didn't look, you know, like he was trying to – he was very straightforward. He didn't tr- look like he was trying to make a sales pitch or anything. He said, you know, this is what we have come up with. This is how it works. And I urge the Senate to consider it, which I thought was exactly the, the right way to go about it. So I, I, I thought, wow, this is nice. Not I, just I, have a pretty to, face. I have to agree with Foster, by the way, that, and, and I owe an apology because you asked, you were asking things about his personality, why people like him. When the news of that first broke, Betty Joe, I was one of the people who jumped right up, and I was like, oh, here's another moon bat who's out to save yes. the planet with some crazy idea. And I said yes. that, and who knew he showed up, and it worked, and they started extracting oil out of the water and cleaning things up when nobody else from the government had a clue what to do. And mm-hmm. he showed up and actually started doing it. So my apologies and my hat's off to the man. Yes, and I believed every word he said, like I always do in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was 3,000 miles of Graceland. Yeah, well, was, that is just was, so great. You know, it was very generous and very giving, you know. Um, that's Absolutely. why I think, uh, yeah, and he's, uh, like he, he's not Hollywood, and he is a regular guy, and you know that's well. That's my impression on the set, anyway. Well, you're so, the one that, that was... met him, so you you, you know we're going going yeah. to take your word your word for it. And you, <laughs> Sharon, you started uh, started us talking a little bit about his co-stars, and that was one of the things that that we wanted to cover because I was curious as to uh, who who you think is the person that he had the most uh, old charisma with uh, you know what what's your favorite or uh, who is your uh, favorite uh, co- co-star so Sharon who who do you like the best working with uh, Kevin Costner you were you were talking female right uh, well it could be it could be either no I said I had mentioned earlier that I that he related so well with Cheech yeah you know and uh, right. Cheech Marin yeah and uh uh, I think they were they're pretty good friends, and it was just uh, just like going back and forth, and they could have been sitting in the living room. That's how real you they know, had a great it was. Great yeah, well, what about floor. you, John? How, John, do you have a, a favorite co-star for? Well, there's a couple of them. I think Sean Young in No Way Out. I thought the the sexual chemistry between the two of them was great. And I think that, you know, the same with Rene Russo, even in Tin Cup, and, of course, Susan Sarandon in Bull Durham. Oh, the uh, scene with the, with the paint. Oh, 
Kevin Costner painting Susan Sarandon's toenails. That was so sexy. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, again, just to throw in an offbeat one, the uh, T.J. Lowther, who played the boy in A Perfect World, um, the way they bonded I thought was fantastic, and, and that I think is a real tribute to to Costner's acting ability. So those are those are some of the some of the good good co stars he's had those in my are, book. Those are great selections, and and I I liked very much uh, Rene Russo uh, with uh, Costner in Tin Cup. Yeah, I, it I was thought good. I thought they had quite a quite a good chemistry together, and of course I think he has he has great chemistry with most of his with most of his co-stars and do you know what i cannot believe <laughs> that our time is almost up we we really oh could gosh. spend a lot a lot more time <laughs> talking about talking about kevin costner but this has been so much fun i i just yeah, love bad. the fact that fausta and sharon and john and jazz and nikki i mean that we all that we all got together and and had a chance to to pay tribute to Kevin Costner. So I want to thank you all for being such great guests, and I hope we can all get together uh, sometime in the future to talk about another favorite movie actor. Can I can I count on all of you for that sometime in the future? Yes, yes, yes. please. <laughs> oh, great. It's been fun, and, it's, and Betty, I want to thank you for having me. And well, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed meeting all of your your friends and your co-hosts. Well, and, we certainly uh, we we enjoyed very much having you on the show, and um, we're going to we're going to say bye for now to to all our guests. And I have just a few things to do to wrap up the show. So so bye for now. You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host. Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Addict Headquarters. And now back to our feature. For the promo, that was the very funny Steve Mendoza, who hosts wonderful shows over at Dreamstream Radio. Be sure to check them out. You'll have a ball. And I hope everyone had a ball listening to our replay of the original Kevin Costner tribute episode. You'll remember, folks, earlier I mentioned Costner's Jack Ryan movie. But I also want to bring everyone up to date on his other four films that are coming up this year. The next one is coming out uh, very soon. It's called Three Days to Kill, which is another thriller, and it opens on February 21st. Then on April 14th, the drama Draft Day will be in our multiplexes. Costin is no stranger to sports movies, and in this one he portrays a football coach, not a golf coach, not a golfer, not a baseball coach or a baseball player, but a football coach. And on November 21st, McFarland will be released. Finally, Black and White, a child custody drama, will open sometime before the end of the year. But please remember, release dates are always open to change. Time now for an important message from a loyal listener. Hi. 
comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty, show me the funny! Thanks, Nancy, for that promo. As most of you know, Nancy Lombardo is the hilarious host of Comedy Concepts, which airs on Blog Talk Radio each Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. Be sure to check out her very entertaining show. Well, I see we are running out of time, so I want to give a big shout-out to Kevin Costner, of course, for giving us so many hours of movie enjoyment, and to our producer, Nikki Starr, for everything she does to make hosting this show such a treat. Thanks also to Danny Dyer and Richard B. Smart for their technical assistance, and again to John, Fausta, Sharon, and Jazz for their excellent contributions, as well as to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for featuring this episode as a staff pick, we really appreciate it. Please come back next time, dear listeners, when we'll be talking with filmmaker Emmanuel Etcher about his powerful documentary titled FEM, that's F-E-M-M-E, Women Healing the World. And we have some other exciting shows coming up in February, including Romancing the Oscar and... Marilyn Monroe on the Couch. Um, Sharon Stone, by the way, uh, was the executive producer of the uh, film that we'll be talking about next week, and she's also been invited to participate, so, so don't miss that. And I also want to invite everyone to check out Wacko World with Kat Vecchioni and Chuck Skull this Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. Kat and Chuck have been nice enough to ask me to be their special guest, and I think it's going to be great uh, fun. I do want to give a special thanks to Nancy Lombardo, who's been in the chat room um, for this uh, live part of the show, and um, we really appreciate uh, your support, Nancy. But that's all for now, folks, which means here's Kevin Costner and Modern West again to take us out with a Superman 14 encore. But before that, I want to wish Kevin a very happy belated birthday because he turned 59 last week on January 18th. But here's Superman 14. Superman flying over muddy rivers, counting everything from one to fourteen. All the roads where them sunflowers grow, I can see from here to eternity, and I see you around. I'm gone. I see you around. I see you around sometime in the sky.
best friend I never made it to Amarillo Though I tried it just for kicks Ah, the ace of spades, man, it must have broke See you around. 